Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Be Incandescent Health and Wellness Show, a regular podcast and video series dedicated to shining a light on the amazing people, places, and ideas to help you be the best version of yourself possible. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, host of the show on my podcast network, Incandescent Radio, and YouTube channel, Incandescent.tv. I'm also the publisher of our monthly magazine, Be Incandescent Health and Wellness at beincandescent.com. And I am so thrilled to introduce you to the cover story for the next issue of the magazine, my fellow Martha Beck Wayfinder Life Coach, Brenda Lee Nelson. Welcome, Brenda. Hi, Hope. Hi. So before we launch into our conversation, which is what I promised you it would be, um, I want to tell our audience about the incredible trainings and credentials, which are vast and impressive that you have gotten over the last decade. Um, so in, in addition to being a certified by the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, and as I mentioned, a certified Martha Beck Life Coach, Wayfinder Life Coach. Uh, you are working this year on Martha's newest certification to be a master coach. So we look forward to hearing about that. You have also studied forgiveness under Mary Hayes Greco as the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training. So you have to tell us about that. You have finished the grief and gratitude program. You are a, a Reiki one and two, and I'm sure you will become a Reiki master in time. And you have just done so many amazing things like the crisis text line and appreciative learning center facilitator. Like Brenda, you haven't not done anything so far as far <laughs> as I can tell. <laughs> so tell us, all right, let's just start with question number one. What is a life coach? A life coach is someone who uh, works with people who like a person that wants to get somewhere and for some reason isn't isn't getting there on their own and they just need a little bit of guidance um, and so a life coach is there to help them pull the answers from within like we don't have their answer key as a life coach but we have the questions um, and we can hold the space for them so that they can find the answers that are hiding within them. A lot of times people get stuck because they have a limiting belief that was developed in them when they were young uh, from like school or from a parent or from their culture in general. And so a life coach can also parse, help them parse those out, limiting beliefs out, break them down and remove them. It is such powerful work, the life coach work. Every time, I, you know, I, I, I'm such a fan of yours because in addition to being so well-trained, you just are so thoughtful. And when I do a coaching session with you, I always feel better. Like, what, you know, it, it's the power of that. And one thing that I was really impressed by when we were learning to be life coaches was that um, the distinction that therapists deal with wounds and coaches deal with scars, right? So tell us about a session with you, um, what what tell us how it works someone who hasn't had this experience before yeah so i would say the first time i meet with a client um you know we're, we're checking in in real time so maybe the when they asked to work with me they had one thing in mind but when they show up that day it could be anything it could be the thing that's been on their mind and their hearts for a long time or it could be something that happened 10 seconds ago and so uh, when I meet with a client, the first thing I want to do is just like feel their space, feel into their space and see, um, are they um, somewhere else, for instance, or 
do they feel frazzled or hectic in some way? And then I want to like get them centered into being where their feet are. So just being present. And so it might start with the centering if that's what's needed. And then it's just asking, hey, what's going on today? And then, um, and then whatever's on their heart will come to the forefront and they'll start talking about it. And once we can figure out what's on their heart, then um, the next thing I would do is say, well, what, what do you want to get out of the session today based on you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever they have told me? Um, I'll you know, just reiterate that I understand what's going on. And then I want to make sure that I know what they want to get out of this session because they're driving the session. And, um, and then one, it, once that is uh, determined, then it's just diving in and finding out, you know, unpacking whatever it is that they brought. Yeah, that's excellent. So can you give us an example of some, some of the topics that people come to you with? Yeah, there's a, a lot of times it's people that um, feel blocked in some way. So they have a goal and they're not able to move forward for one reason or another and they can't figure out why like they have they have the, the longing for it um, but for some reason they're procrastinating or um, or they're stuck and they don't know what to do next and um, and so that would be that would be one thing and another thing would be like I have this big dream but I can't I can't do it because you know this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And it's like looking at this thing, that thing, this thing, and then making room so that their dream can uh, come to the forefront and just, you know, find out what's holding them back would be the first step. Yeah, I love this idea of limiting beliefs and unpacking that, you know, like, well, why not? Why can't you do that? So let's go back to the beginning of your your journey to become a life coach and uh, all the other trainings that you've had. What inspired you? When I was a little girl, I used to have people come up to me that I barely knew when they were telling me really personal things about their life. And I was curious, like I'm curious about human nature. And, um, and then I also have the ability to feel what other people are feeling. So I have like a innate uh, sense of empathy, I think. And so that started happening to me when I was a little girl and it made me want to be um, something. Well, at the time I thought it was a counselor and, um, and I thought, oh, well, that will put me in this perfect position where this is, you know, like what's supposed to happen and not surprising. Like I'm not caught off guard, like, oh, you're going to tell me what and how, who are you, you know? And, um, and so what ended up happening, though, hope was that instead I got married and I had a couple of daughters, like I had a couple of daughters. And so I raised a family from a very young age. And then I went back to school as an adult. And still I thought, oh, it's a psychologist that I want to be then. And so when I met with my advisor and I said this to them, they said, well, what do you want to do with your psychology degree? And I said, I want to counsel people. And then they said, oh, did you know you have to have a PhD to do that? And it's, you know, seven years of school. And, um, and I was like, oh, no, I wasn't aware of that. And so then they suggested social work um, because that's a four-year degree. So I said, okay. Um, and I started going down that path. And it was not for me. Like I knew, I knew 
you know, a year and a half in. This is not what I signed up for. And um, and actually, it was my body telling me that, you know, and that's a tool that we use in coaching is using our body to tell us when we're on the right path and when we're on the wrong path. And I knew I was on the wrong path. And I so I said, well, I, I need to put this on hold. Like, this is not it. I hadn't heard of life coaching yet. And um, and then I did. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, that's it. That's what I was, you know, that's what exactly what I'm looking for and looking for. And so I started to um, uh, research different coaching institutes because I really wanted one that uh, was accredited. And that's how I found IPAC. And so IPAC is an energy-based uh, certification coaching program. And it, it just played well with my being. Like my body said, oh my gosh, that's it. We have to sign up. We have to go through that program. And, um, and so I went through IPAC and I have no regrets. I changed so much that if I had never coached another person, it would have been worth every hour, every dollar. Yeah, it was amazing. And, um, and during this time, around this time, my dad passed away. And, um, and I was a daddy's girl. It was very hard on me. And IPAC helped me with that because Part of it was learning just to embrace the human experience in its fullness. Um, that wasn't always about putting a positive spin on everything, but it was more about feeling and processing through the feelings that came up. Um, and yet I felt like I could use a little bit more support with grief. And so that's when I sought out the grief um, coaching and I went through the program called Grief to Gratitude. It was a, a short program. It was six weeks. And it gave me all the tools that I needed to process my own grief and then put those tools in my toolkit so that I can help other people process their grief. So it really was a win-win situation all the way around. That's amazing. Yeah. So now talk about the, the master program that you're doing with Martha Beck. What drew you first to her? And then why did, are you going forward with more? Yeah. So Martha and I go way back and I say that tongue in cheek because I'm, I don't really like, I work with her personally in the program, but uh, other than that, like I don't see her outside of the program. Uh, but I have followed her work for a long, long time. And, um, and when I was, I, I, I suppose I was in my 20s, I was able to see her. She used to be, she used to tour with her books when her books were released. I think she's much too big for that now. Mm -hmm. um, but she used to, and I went and saw her when she came to a city nearby. And, um, and I, she had one blue shoe on and one black shoe because she packed in the dark and I couldn't love her more, like just her authenticity, um, uh, just the way she delivers her material and um, is so non-judgmental about anything, you know. Um, I've always just been drawn to her and I actually did look at her program when I looked at IPEC's program, but at the time her program wasn't accredited and um, it was important to me that the program was accred accredited because I wanted to pursue 
certifications through the ICF, the um, International Coaches uh, Federation, and you have to have accreditation coaching uh, schooling in order to pursue that. And so, but once I was done with the IPEC, I couldn't, I still couldn't get her out of my mind. And I was like, no, I really want to learn her stuff because I had read all her books and her stuff is very mind body focused. And so I decided to go ahead and take her program anyways, knowing that I would get a whole new set of tools that I hadn't gotten through IPEC. And I was still gathering tools at the time. And so I was certified through her program, through her Wayfinder Life Coach training in um, early January of this year. And then I applied for her master coach training. But I did that for myself and no other reason. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, it will help my clients for sure. But it was a gift that I gave myself. Yeah. Anytime that we do this kind of work, I think it's something that starts here and radiates out, right? So talk to the audience about when it's time to hire a life coach. Well, I feel like I'm trying to think because I use a life coach on a regular basis. I never not have a life coach. And, you know, it can come up. If I could use a, a coach, like if I could have access to my coach every single day, I probably would. Um, because you will learn these tools. If you work with me, I'll teach you the tools that I'm using because I want you to be able to walk away and be able to get through your day-to-day stuff on your own, right? Um, once you know we work through whatever it is that's stopping you. But there's something to be said about somebody just holding space um, and wit- witnessing what you're saying and I think when we work alone, we get a little lazy, maybe. Um, I don't know how else to put it, but it's like, well, we'll, we'll say enough of this stuff that's in us to process it, you know, some of it through. But if somebody's there and they, and they, they can hear things, so a coach can hear things that you're not saying. They also hear things that you're saying that you don't hear yourself say. And, um, and then also like just listening for patterns and reflecting back like, oh, so you've said this three times now and you're like, oh, I have, you know, it's just that. And so I think I personally will seek out a coach when I feel really stuck or in a hurry, you know, because it can take longer if you're working things through by yourself, because if you don't hear things the same way, you know, and a coach will hear them when they're just holding space and listening to what you're saying. Um, So to answer your question, I think that, um, here's what I think. I think that it's good to work with a coach when you feel stuck and to always have an idea of somebody that you can reach out to when you feel stuck, whether that's a coach or just a friend that will listen. And it's important that the friend just listen and um, and that you're not like bombarded with advice because that those answers aren't coming from you. Right. Yeah. Can you. OK, so again, give us an example of, of a pattern that's maybe you you have or somebody else might have that you have this limiting belief that you really need someone to help you push through. Yeah. OK, so one of the tools that we use in the Martha Beck program is the work by Byron Katie. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a very effective and pretty quick way to break down a limiting belief. 
And so I had a limiting belief about um, a job that I was working. I felt like it wasn't meaningful. And, um, and so I worked with a coach. Actually, she was a Martha Beck master coach and instructor. And I worked with her on the limiting belief that my job is not meaningful. And, um, and when we did the turnarounds on that, after we had broke down the thought, um, you know, because sometimes we don't even know what the painful thought is. We have to talk it through and actually get it, break it down, break it down, break it down because it hides a lot of times, right? And, um, and so the turnarounds were, um, my job is meaningful, is a turnaround to that. And I could find evidence for that. I could find evidence that it wasn't meaningful. I could find a lot of evidence that it was meaningful. And then we did this turnaround uh, that was meaningful is not my job. And it's not the place where I was finding meaning. So it's a whole different way to look at it. And that gave me all kinds of space because, you know, I, can, I know that I don't have to look at it any certain way because in, in the coaching model, we know that it's just something happens, right? That's just a circumstance and it's a fact. Something happens. And then we have a thought about it. And then from that, we have a feeling. And then from that, we have a reaction, right? So I was having this thought, my job isn't meaningful, was the thought. And then the feeling I was having was, I don't want to work, right? I, I was resistant. Oh, this feels heavy. I don't want to work. And then, um, and then the reaction was, I wasn't working. And I you know, was like, oh, I didn't want to get up and all of this. And so we go back up and we change that thought. So my work is meaningful. And there is evidence about that. And then it's like, oh, comes a game all through my day. Where can I find the meaning? Where can I find that it's meaningful? And then it's a whole different reaction of like, okay, let's get to work. We have, you know, like, let's go find the meaning here. Oh, that's so beautiful. And Byron Katie's work is profound. Um, and it's the work.com if people want to, uh, some of our listeners and viewers want to take a look at it. And so she asked these four questions, right? So you want to share those with us? <laughs> Yeah, so the first question is, is it true? And, uh, and then the second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? Uh, we don't ask the second question if the first question is, if, they say, if you ask them, is it true? And they say, no, it's not true. We don't ask the second question. But if they feel like it's true and there's no right or wrong answer. They might feel like it's true. Then you would ask them. You just have them like settled into their body and you ask that question. Can you absolutely know it's true? Because in our core, we really find, if we can settle in, we really find different, a different answer might come up. Um, again, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. But once they answer that, um, we want them to be able to go back to a moment in time when they were believing that painful thought. So we'll have them like get back to a moment in time and then we'll ask them, how do you react? What happens when you believe the thought? And then whatever the painful thought was that they were having. And, um, and then they'll talk about all kinds of things that might happen. They'll say, oh, well, I get, uh, you know, like I get short or I get um, I feel heavier, I want to cry, or I want to run away, like all these things that might be happening. And then where do you feel that in your body, you know, because all of these feelings live in our body. And so we'll get them to um, start to 
tune into their own body and where they feel it. How does it feel? Does it have a color? How big is it? And then, um, and then once they process through all of that, we ask them to imagine the fourth question is who or what would you be without the thought? And, um, and then we have them like imagine maybe a magic wand was, uh, you know, they were chat with a magic wand and they couldn't have the thought. And they're in the same scenario without that thought. And then what? Then how, you know, who are you? And then how does that feel in your body? And it's, you know, like just the freedom of letting a thought go feels so good in the body. Um, so those are the four questions. And then we work on the turnarounds from there. So like seeing which, every which way we can turn this thought using the, you know, the wording as it was as closely as possible. Yeah, it's a powerful, powerful tool, right? Who would you be without that thought? That's my favorite question because it tastes like freedom, right? When you right. let something that's burdening you. And Martha has so many great tools, you know, the perfect day, the body compass, all kinds of things that people can come to you or me um, to explore. And it's really, it's it's powerful, thrilling work. So tell our, our listeners um, how they can find Brendalee Nelson to coach. Oh, you can find me at www.brendalienelson.com. And um, if you're in Minnesota, I work out of the Green Lotus uh, Yoga and Wellness Studio in Eden Prairie. Awesome. Well, hopefully this is this the first of many conversations that we get to have with Brenda who is the cover story of our next issue of beincandescent.com. And thank you, Brenda. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Hope. It's mm -hmm. always wonderful to spend time with you. Okay. We'll talk to you all soon. Be well. Bye.